Hey friends, Andy Jenkins. Today, I want to wrap up the series we've been talking about living by design, not default. We've been crushing this out for one, two, three, four. This is the fifth episode. All of these will stand alone on their own. However, I would encourage you to go back, loop back, get all of them, and just kind of listen. They all have kind of matching graphics. They're easy to find. All of the links are there where you can see each of them and uh, they're gonna help you move forward from where you are to where you are designed to be. Again, living a life, not by default. That is not what we wanna do. We wanna take our one shot at life, and oh goodness, we wanna steward this gift extremely well. We wanna serve others to the best of our capacity. We want to love fully. We want to live a life that matters. Again, by design, not default. Uh, and, and I was thinking about this phrase that I think we brought it up in the first week. You know, so many of us, we spend more time determining what we're going to wear on a certain day than what we're going to do with the hours and moments that fill that same day. And you think about it. If I, if I ask you, if I just said, hey, what's what's more important? Is it more important the shoes that you have on uh, all the days of your life? Or is it more important the pants or the, you know, the t-shirts, whatever? I've got the donut love shirt on right now. It's one of my favorite shirts. I uh, got it in Destin a couple years ago and we took my mom down there for her birthday. Um, if I said, is it more important, you know, the shoes, the shirts, the pants, even if it's a donut love shirt? Or is it more important what you do during the days that you're wearing all those clothes? I mean, you, you would say, you you would absolutely say, Oh, no, the, the days, the hours are more important than the clothes, for, for sure. The, the weeks matter more than the shoes. The days with family and friends and doing the things that I'm called to do matter more than what pair of pants I had on. Yet then you look at where our time and energy and all of this focus. I mean, we have entire shopping malls dedicated to, no complaint by me, by the way, shopping malls dedicated to clothes and shoes and fashion. We don't have a whole lot of magazines dedicated to like, hey, let's, let's show you how to live your best life and live something that matters. You see? And so what we're trying to do is like midway through the year, right now, we're in the summer. We're kind of in that topsy-turvy, no schedules, really working the right way because it just doesn't. You know, kids are out of school, yet when I was growing up, when we were out of school, like we were, we were out of school. We just didn't do anything all day. We played. Man, we went to friends' house. We, we swam. We went on vacation. Now they got like all these school sports and activities and all this kind of, you know. So life's kind of flipped out of schedule right now. And we're halfway through the year. And we realize we kind of get this reboot, recalibrate at the end of the summer when everything kind of goes full throttle into the fall. And so now is the time we can step back and we can really think about what do we want to do over the next few months? You don't have to wait to the beginning of the new year to do a new thing. You can just create an artificial start whenever. And so the plan is live a life by design, not default. 
Now, all of that said, there are some links down in the show notes below where I've been writing out some notes of what I'm talking about. You can follow all that. The links I want to point to you are, number one is the free advance planner. It is a PDF that's going to give you the tools that I use every single week to uh, hopefully move myself from where I am to where I'm designed to be and to keep making life work and do it better. All of those links are down there for you where you can download the planner free. Uh, if you want to go ahead and go all in and buy it, absolutely do that. I put a link there for you too where you can get it on sale and get some free audio training. Um, but goodness, we'll give it to you free. If, if you don't want to buy it, that, that's okay. Uh, download it. Use the worksheets. Use the stuff that applies to you. Print it out. Keep reprinting it. Uh, oh, goodness, for all I care, you don't ever have to buy it. You can just keep printing it and reprinting it and reprinting it. Uh, unless you're using one of those fancy schmancy, you know, binders like you get at Staples or Office Max that have, I've got some, you know, they have the different, I think, Tool, T-U-L is the uh, brand. And you got the fancy paper. Uh, I'm telling you this, it will be cheaper unless you've got a propensity to use that kind of stuff. It'll be cheaper for you just to buy the hardback below. All right, so that just kind of fair warning on that for you. Um, but goodness, we just want you to have the tool, whatever that looks like. I've also got a book, five bucks. It's down in the link at the show notes below. And then there is the advanced event that we're talking about rebooting. All of that, again, down in the links at the show notes there below. All right, let me talk about you today. The reality is, in order for us to move our dreams forward and to live by design instead of by default, we have got to constantly work on ourselves. Um, the life you're living and the things going on around you are the results of things that you're doing, uh, the things that you're allowing to happen. I, I get it. Like Sometimes there's trauma and so, sometimes there's certainly things out of your control. But even after those things are over, you and I have to take responsibility, even of those negative things, for moving forward. And so at some point, we've got to discuss you, me, meaning we got to look at the person in the mirror. Like, you know, the old Michael Jackson song back from, oh, when was this, 1987, 1988? I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change. So three things that I want to highlight to you about you. Number one, three buckets today, three. Uh, I've been doing that through this whole series. Number one is you've got to learn to live from the inside out, not from the outside in. If you are always scanning the universe looking for clues as to how things are going to go, man, it, it's like uh, letting the weather determine how your day's going to be. Now, does it affect you if it's raining outside or if it's a sunny day or if it's an overcast day or, you know, whatever it is? Yeah, absolutely. It would, it would be foolish to say the weather does not affect what we do that day. It does. If you were going to go to the park, you might not be able to go to the park because of the weather. If you were going to wear, you know, little cute sundress, you might not be able to wear that because now you got to wear rain boots. You got to put on a heavy coat because it's snowing outside. Like the weather affects you, 
but the weather does not control you. Now, same thing in life. What's going on in the environment around you, what other people are doing, the political climate, the relational climate, financial market, oh, those things are real. The housing market, oh, all that's real. It affects you. However, you can't let it control you any more than you allow, whether it's raining, snowing, sunny, a freeze over, or just a perfect fall day to affect you. Sometimes it's easier to navigate, sometimes it's harder, more difficult, but the weather doesn't get to decide. You've got to learn to live from the inside out. Uh, in the letters of John, he says, I pray that it all goes well with you and you prosper and are in good health to the degree that your soul prospers. It's almost like he nails it right there. It says, oh, to the degree that you prosper inside the soul, meaning your mind, your emotions. To the degree that you prosper inside, that's going to affect so much more. So here's what I'm saying. While you work on the dreams, while you work on the marriage, while you work on the relationship with your kids, while you work on the relationship with friends, your business, your goals, financially, your health, your fitness, your faith life. I mean, you start filling in the blank of all these other things. While you work on all of that, don't forget to work on you. Now, this is not an either or. It's not, well, I can work on me or I can work on that. No, no, or I can work on that, but I can work on me. No, it's like you just kind of do it all at the same time. Here's what's interesting. Uh, I'll put the stats down in the show notes. Uh, when I was pulling together some of the data for my book, Soul Wholeness, which I, th I think we're going to run a free giveaway on that book soon. When I was pulling together the data, the research for that, I remember coming across this stat that says from Yale, 15% of the people who succeed do so because of their education or skill. Okay, so that means that they effectively level up in their dream and succeed, worldly standard, success, however you want to measure that, because of they just learned it and then just powered through it. 15%. 85% do so because of their interpersonal skills, their relational interaction. Now, that should, if you're thinking about it, loop you back to the previous episode about the importance of relationships in pursuing your dreams. And it highlights here the importance of working on you. At the core, you are a relational being. You're not you're not just a doer, you're not just a project person. Like you are relational. 85% of success according to again, I get it one study at Yale. Okay, so it is a needle and haystack of all the studies that have been done in human history, but I think this one's accurate. Most of the people who succeed do so because of their interpersonal skill, work on you and begin living from the inside out. That's bucket number one, live from the inside out. Okay, bucket, box, whatever, drop point number two is 
notice that some stuff is intensified. That's your word, intensified as you grow, as you level up, as you start achieving dreams. Let, let me explain. And this is why you got to work on you. Uh, I remember being in a home-based business. We were selling essential oils and supplements and you know, personal nutrition products. And, and I remember every now and then the phrase would come up. Somebody would level up. You know, they start crushing it in business. I mean, to the extent that at one point in their life, they were $30,000 a year person. And now they're making $30,000 a month person. I mean, it's life-changing sums of money, right? And you'd hear this phrase, oh, success just changed them. It went to their head. I remember hearing that phrase multiple times. And as I really pondered it, thought about it, thinking through the ramifications of it, I now think, and I've, I've thought this for five, six years, that success does not change people. Okay, let me say it again. Success does not change people. Here's what it does. It actually reveals who people actually are when the artificial constraints of a lack of free time and a lack of money and a lack of being able to do whatever you want to do without people pushing you down, correcting you, or saying anything because now you're, quote, more successful than them. It amplifies all of those things once those constraints are gone. And so here's what I would say. Success intensifies Constraints are gone. It highlights your idiosyncrasies. It highlights your issues. It highlights the incredible uniqueness that you have. Okay, let me walk you through each of those. It intensifies your idiosyncrasies. Those are the odd but morally neutral attributes that make you who you are. Now, I'll give you an example. Several years ago in the home-based business, there was a guy, phenomenal guy. His name was Scott. He was a chiropractor. He was able to retire, and all of a sudden, he stops looking like a chiropractor, meaning like, you know, short haircut, clean shaven, or just a very tight beard, mustache type thing, tucked in shirt. He starts growing out his hair, long, long beard. He suddenly looks like Grizzly Adams, and it's a very handsome, nice-looking man. I mean, he looks like one of my friends saw him. He was speaking at one of my events. He said, he looks like a majestic lion. <laughs> you know, somebody else said, he looks like Chewbacca. Now, if you were talking to Scott, here's what I think he would say. Man, like I've always wanted to dress like this, but when people come to your chiropractic office, like they expect you to be a certain way. What did success in the home-based business do? It made it to where he no longer had to show up to work every day wearing a white coat as a chiropractor and look a certain way. It removed those artificial constraints. Now, if he wanted to look like Chewbacca or a majestic lion, he could. Success will highlight your idiosyncrasies, your morally neutral attributes, which I would say, man, this is some of the best parts about you. It is what makes us so unique. It's where the parts of your personality really come out. As you begin achieving those dreams, man, you're going to gain more confidence. You're going to see more and more of that. Here's what success also intensifies your incredible uniqueness. 
making all these be with I. Incredible uniqueness. Uh, years ago, I had a friend named Chase. He was in the same industry, and all of a sudden, he had free time. He was no longer doing some of the design work that he was doing. He started... I say it like this. I, I told him, I said, man, I think natural disasters are your hobby now. Because every time there was a major disaster, he would travel there and help the people. So when the earthquakes hit Nepal, a lot of people overlooked it because in a really hard place to get to. This happened about five, six years ago. He was there. He went on a humanitarian mission to go help rebuild Nepal. I remember when this hurricane came through the Houston area, I saw on the news that the newscaster was there and you could see in the back of a semi-truck, a tractor trailer, the trailer, there he is kind of walking up into the trailer and then walking out carrying some supplies. And I was like, what? No, I texted him like, you're on the news. He's like, what am I? Yeah, you're in the background of this newscaster. Here's what it did. The artificial constraints of having to show up at a nine-to-five job, once he had success business-wise, and I know these are all business examples, but it applies everywhere, that barrier was gone. And so suddenly it revealed him for who he is. Who is he? He is a servant that is going to meet people at their deepest point of need, especially when there is extreme need because something major has occurred. You know, I remember... One day we were doing an advance event and we'd gotten there early and probably 15 or 20 of us went to eat lunch at this steakhouse. It was probably $30, $40 a plate by the time we ate, you know, drink, appetizers, everything. And when it came time for the bill, we're all getting out our wallets and the waiter walks in. We're in this little private dining room they have at this great restaurant and he says it's already been taken care of. And we're like, what? It's, it's already it's already handled. Now, nobody would fess up. I figured out who it was. And the guy that paid for it was a gentleman who used to make about $50,000 a year. Now, due to some business success, he was making that much a month. The success didn't go to his head in the sense of like, oh, now this guy's like buying flashy cars. Now this guy's like just, you know, throwing out money on crazy stuff. Like he was always generous. Being generous when you make $50,000 a year, though, it looks like buying somebody's coffee, maybe. Being generous in those moments looks like, hey, yeah, I mean, hey, look, I got lunch this time. Being generous when you have more to spend looks like more generosity, even done in secret. Success intensifies your idiosyncrasies, so it doesn't change you. It just highlights what's been there all along, whether it was like, hey, this desire to grow your hair long or to dress a certain way. It highlights your incredible uniqueness. Hey, at heart, I want to serve people when there's a disaster. Hey, I'm I'm generous. I'm going to give away money. Like I'm going to take care of people's needs. It also highlights your issues, your insecurities, the things that you need to work on. Okay, so a lot of people use their success outward success to cover up all that internal junk that they needed to work on all along. They didn't work on it because they forgot that while you're pursuing these external dreams, thriving marriage, 
yeah, bolstering business, relationships, friendships, weight loss, fitness, health, whatever it is, while you're pursuing all of that external stuff, you want to make sure that you don't forget about the inside of you. You see? There's this incredible person on the inside of you that you need to nurture. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It's a verse we talk about a lot here on the podcast. It says the grace saves you, and it also empowers you to walk into a destiny and a purpose that God foreordained before time began that only you can fulfill. Grace does that. It's there inside of you waiting to come out, waiting to be revealed to all of us. Psalms 139.13, David says that God intentionally created him when he was in his mother's womb. He presumably did the same for you. Jeremiah 1.5, not only did God create Jeremiah, that's what that verse says, but he says that God set me apart from my mother's womb. Presumably, he set you apart for a specific task as well. Isaiah 44, 24 says that God did this. He called us before time began, before he stretched the heavens into the sky. And then Galatians 1, 15, Paul reminds us that God set him and us apart from the time we were born. Even though God knew that Paul would persecute the church before he ultimately found his calling, God also knew that you would blunder, that you would fail that you would mess up, you would misstep, that I would falter, flounder, and then eventually find my way as well until you and I stepped into our calling. He doesn't hold that against us. He knew that before he even called us. What you and I have the opportunity to do is work from the inside out now so that when those dreams come to fruition, when we live that life by design rather than default, we are the healthiest version of ourselves. And this is a constant, ongoing process of refinement, where in the kingdom of God, you are always leveling up from one degree of glory to another, not to earn something, but out of the freedom that you've been given in Christ to explore, to grow, to fail, to flounder, and to accelerate to who you're designed to be. Grace covers it all. So what am I saying? Work from the inside out. Because the bigger stage, the larger platform you get, the more the stuff inside of you is intensified. Success doesn't change people. It reveals who we actually are. The final bucket that I want to talk about today is just this word interdependence. And here's just maybe the highlight. This kind of boomerangs back to the previous talk. If you look back at the dreams that you listed in week one of this series, most likely some of those dreams are for you, your health, your fitness. But when you start thinking about them, those dreams radically affect other people, and many of them are for other people. Now, so the, the, the dream that you have about your spouse, significant other, it's for you. It's also for them, and it affects them. The dream that you have in fitness, it might be for you, but it's also 
affects other people because you're going to be around longer. You're going to be able to do more. You're going to be able to enjoy more with them. The dream that you have in finance or business or the other goals you have with friendships, relationships, they're for you, yet they touch, they affect other people. Here's the point. Previous episode, I said you're not going to achieve the greatest dreams of yours on your own. Also, you're not going to achieve them for your own not on your own, and not for your own sake either. So work now on you. Being the kind of person that connects well with and empowers other people. Be sure that you have the right bus, the right kind of people. Again, previous episode of those coming alongside of you, those that you're coming alongside with, to encourage, to equip, to empower, to be what they are also designed to be. Here's my prayer as I close it down. Take a look at the show notes, the links, they're all there for you. In the next episode, we will shift gears. Ah, not even sure what we're going to be talking about yet. However, my prayer for you at this point is that the Lord would bless you. He'd keep you. He'd be gracious and shine intense, radical favor upon you as has been happening for you from before time began, because the one that has now created you, called you a long, long time ago. He crafted you in your mother's womb for a purpose now. He's ordained the days of your life. He called you and set you apart from birth, knowing the mistakes, the missteps, the blunders that you'd make. He redeems them, resets it. Grace covers it. Grace empowers you to still be Everything that you were designed to be, with the addition of now, you can use the grace and the message of the blunders to empower others and to encourage them forward as well. Grace, peace, I'll see you in the next episode.